0: Thank you.
1: Okay, now can you hear me? All right, good. Thank you. I knew something was missing. I couldn't figure out what it was, but uh, normally I have this one on my, you know, well, never mind. Anyway, so again, welcome uh, those who are watching online, in case you couldn't hear me before. A couple of quick announcements. Tonight at 5.30 or so... (laughs) at the Mitchell's house there's a special uh, kind of fellowship with bonfire and and all kinds of stuff going on so you're gonna want to make sure you go there if, you, if you've ever been to a Mitchell's gathering you don't want to miss this it's gonna be fun so please be there for that also uh, by the way just so you know we are in full scale with Sabbath schools uh, both adults and children's Sabbath school if you have children uh, at home and you're Wanting them to come to Sabbath school, come on, we we have them going. And we also have children's church twice a month, Uh, children's uh, story uh, every other week. And it's just, I want to make sure that everybody knows that that that's going on. Uh, Also, by the way, uh, we have some, we have men's breakfast tomorrow. So please come if you like eggs and pancakes and fruit and all that kind of good stuff. That's tomorrow morning at nine thirty. Come and have—is it nine thirty or nine? Maybe it's nine. Sorry, nine o'clock. Yes, uh, come come to the men's breakfast. We're going to do some awesome stuff. We're going to be interviewing one of our members, and it's going to be really kind of cool. And then also, um, uh, I have an announcement from my beautiful wife, Nancy. Come on up.
2: Good morning, everybody. Um, I just want to invite you because next Friday night, and please sign up out in the lobby. Um, we are having a women's get together, and we're going to be listening to Pris- Priscilla Sheer, who's an amazingly encouraging uh, speaker. And we're going to get—we are going to get together. So shake off. Shake off being at home, put on your best mask and come on over. And we also will be meeting Saturday morning. We have a very special uh, woman we are meeting with for women women, women helping women from this area. And uh, that is gonna be phenomenal. And then we're gonna have a light lunch after church and we will have another uh, session with Priscilla. And so we wanna invite you come. It's The hardest part is going to be not hugging and kissing everybody (laughs) because we love being together. And I just want to say, you want to see a miracle? Look at this whole family here. They have overcome great things. And I am, today is a miracle day. Our family is coming back together. It is a miracle day. Please come next week, next Friday night.
1: And that's for women's only, right? All right. All right. Just real quick, we have one more announcement. <laughs> uh, please, uh, read read the bulletin, uh, read the news you need to know that goes out every week in your email. If you don't get it, let us know. We'd like to make sure you get it. And also, uh, it's on our website, and it's updated every single week. Please uh, read, read this, these announcements, because they will tell you about all the great things that are happening continuously here at the church and we want to make sure that you you know about them. All right, so Ruth, come on up and tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life here.
3: And this is for women and men. <laughs> nice. So, you have a flyer in your bulletin and read it. It's we're going to be doing tutoring again. This will be our 11th or 12th year, I don't know which. Can't remember. Um and I'll just tell you three little things. Number 1, I always believed in helping kids learn to read, and this young second and third graders, because no matter what you're doing in life, you have to read. And so I knew that it was really important, but I didn't know, I didn't. so I signed up to do this, but I didn't expect the kids to love it so much. I expected them to go, I'm going to remedial reading, this is just awful. But they don't, they love it, because they have a tutor there just for them. And helping them achieve success. And the teachers have told me that when they on Tuesdays and Thursdays they come to school happy. So, and we had Fred's um, cousin was is one of our tutors, and she went to school. She would come at 7:30 in the morning and she she would tutor, and then she went to work as a paraeducator in a public school. But she said, I love to come here because there's so much joy in the room. So just want to tempt you with that. The other thing I wanted to tell you about the importance of this is that a few years ago, I was asked to give a little um, description of what we do, and so I was looking through the letters from parents and teachers, and there was one word that came through in every single letter, and that was confidence, that this builds confidence in the kids, and they are, they have more confidence and courage to try new things. They do Um, story problems in math better, they participate in school better, in discussions, and there's just so many ways in which they have more confidence. So if you're interested, um, call me in the next couple days. We're going to start November 16. There's things that have to be done before that. Call me immediately in the next day or two so we can get started. But we need two more tutors for Tuesday and two more Thursday. So love to talk to you about it if we can.
1: When does it start?
3: It's going to start November 16.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Ruth. All right, look, look to somebody to your right or left and tell them, I am so glad you're here. It would not be the same without you. Awesome. All right, children, come on up. We have children's story. <laughs>
4: Sit down here, down here, down here, guys, down here. Sit down here. All right, guys, you're gonna wanna sit down here and face me, because we're gonna do some science today. And try not to mess up. Okay. Can you hold this for me? All right, so, got my helper here, because I need hands. That mom mom bag weighing you down. There's not going to be an explosion this week, okay? I'm not making any promises about future weeks, but today, no explosion, okay? So today, we're going to talk about peace, and so I have two glasses of water. Can you sit down, Juliana? And one water is going to be for us. And this glass of water is going to be for the world. Okay? And now, this is God's peace. This is us. Do we want God's peace? Yeah, we want God's peace. So let's put some God's peace in that glass there. Is that enough of God's peace? No, we, yeah, there we go. We want lots of God's peace. So let's mix it all in. We just want to be all full of God's peace. Okay. Yeah, salt represents God's peace. Now, it's not going to explode. No, no explosion. Next time we'll talk about trust. All right. So now this is the world, all right? And sometimes bad things happen in the world. Sometimes we get sick. Or sometimes there's a death. Or sometimes just we somebody's mean to us. And then when when the world all these things happen, does it, it just kind of cloudies up and it's not very, it's not very good. But you know what is the really cool thing, and let's, I need some prayer out there that this is going to work. I've practiced, but not always successful. So it's not going to explode. Okay, so let's back up, not because it's going to explode, but because I don't want you to get blue on you. So here we are, we have ourselves and we're full of God's peace. And here's the world. And sometimes the world just comes at us, doesn't it? And when the world comes at us, when the world comes at us and we have God's peace, something happens. Let's see. Now look. Let's just watch it. Look at the very bottom. What's happening at the very bottom? Is the world getting all the way to the bottom? What does it look like on the bottom? It's still white what is that white on the bottom again god's peace so what we can say is when we have god's peace and the world comes at us you know what it can only get so far it can only get so far because god's peace is going to protect us and we don't have to be ruined by what the what the world brings because it's going to bring all sorts of stuff but i'm so glad that we have God's peace to protect us. And when you go back to your seats, there is a symbol. This is the mom bag. There's a symbol. Who knows what this symbol represents? This is a universal symbol for peace. And you know what? If you each are going to get a wood round and and some jewels... And you get to make one of these at the seat. And if you make yours prettier than mine, which won't take much, if you make yours prettier than mine and come show me, I will have something special in the mom bag for you. All right? Now, Teacher Nadine is right down there in the front pew, so you can get go get those and take them back to your seat.
5: Okay, should we all bow our heads? You can kneel or sit or however you are comfortable. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us here, for wooing us by your sweet Holy Spirit to worship you on this Sabbath day. For all the families around the world that are worshiping you and the beauty of your holiness, we thank you for the young families with children whose parents are teaching them to love you. At this time, I would like to read a hymn from an early Advent hymnal. It's titled, Gracious Father, Guard Our Children. Gracious Father, guard our children from the foe's destructive power. Save, oh, save them, Lord, from falling in this dark and trying hour. Thou wilt surely prove thy people. All our graces must be tried. But thy word illumes our pathway, and in God we still confide. We are in the time of waiting. Soon we shall behold our Lord, wafted far away from sorrow, to receive our rich reward. Keep us, Lord, till thine appearing, pure, unspotted from the world. Let thy Holy Spirit cheer us till thy banner is unfurled. With what joyful exultation shall the saints thy banner see, when the Lord for whom we've waited shall proclaim the jubilee. Freedom from this world's pollutions, freedom from all sin and pain, freedom from the wiles of Satan, and from death's destructive reign. We are in the time of waiting, and I pray that each of us will use our time wisely. We thank you for Pastor Fred who will give us a message from you to strengthen our faith for yet another week and will teach us how to use the fruits of your spirit in our lives. We want to remember those who are not well physically. Please be with them and their families. Those who are going into surgery, please be with their surgeons. And we thank you for those who have been touched by your healing hand to be well. We also are thankful for no one in our church family has succumbed to the COVID virus. We are very blessed. Again, we want to thank you for each family that is represented here to worship you because you are our God. We love you and adore you. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray, amen.
6: I don't know about you, but I was a little surprised this morning with the crisp, cool air, but the sun is out and it's going to warm us up and let's get things a little warmer in here as we join together in worship. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else Make a name the world remembers All an empty world can sell is empty dreams I got lost in the lie that it was up to me Make a name the world remembers Jesus is the only name Is the only name? Jesus is the only name to remember. Jesus is the only name. Jesus is the only name. Jesus is the only name to remember. shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face
7: the Cheers.
8: good. Thank you. (laughs) You know, Nancy, it is good. It is good. Our family's coming back together. The victory is the Lord's. Amen. Amen. This pandemic is not going to get us. It's not going to take us down. It's not going to stop us from reaching our community. It's not going to stop us from coming together to worship him as his children, is it? Amen. And thank you for those who are online. I know your support. I believe even my kids in Michigan are watching us at this moment. And that means a lot to me. But I see faces out here, family out here, who went through a struggle. But with the Lord's help, you beat it. I see new faces of family members that I haven't met yet. That's what church is all about. That's what it's all about. Family coming together that sometimes we just haven't met our brothers and sisters yet, but God knows that they are here. And by your presence gives me strength, gives Sergio strength as well. And that means a lot to us. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much. For the time that you provide for us to be able to call your children here to your home. Because your presence is here with us right now. And we know it. We can feel the spirit move in a mighty way. We have been blessed with music and sharing of community work and stories for the children. This is an active church. This is a church who wants to serve you and reach our community and do what goes according to your will. And that is my desire this morning. May this message that we have here today, with the help of a very special friend, be a message that will touch the lives of each one of you, for it's a story of peace and hope and presence and joy, but mostly of a relationship with you. Father, join us today, comfort us, hold us tight, and give us this peace that we desperately need, because only through you can we get it. And we just thank you and we bask in your love today. In your name I pray. Amen. We are continuing with the series of Fruitful. The series, the the Fruit of the Spirit. And I think that we have... um, enjoy the uh, the concepts of how Jesus preaches and talks and parables when he walked he used things that were tangible and present to the people and those things are vivid and important to us today but before we do I just want to share with you uh, an old Indian parable you may have read it before it's entitled two wolves pay attention because it talks about each one of us one evening an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes inside of people he said my son the battle is between two wolves inside us all one is evil it is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority Lies, self pride, superiority, and ego. That's the wolf entitled evil. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. Does that sound familiar, folks? The fruit of the spirit that's why we're here that's why this message is going out the grandson thought about it for a minute and then he asked his grandfather which wolf wins good question the old Cherokee simply replied the one you feed the one you feed. We each get fed, don't we? There are the good and evil in us, unfortunately. But yet we are new creatures by God's will. And we have come to him and he dwells within us. But still, as long as we live on this world, as long as we're sinners, we're going to have to struggle with this. But we know the Lord is there to help us. We don't do it alone. This morning I'm going to ask that you be patient with me because I want to share with you some thoughts from Max Lucado blended in with some scripture text as we address the subject of peace. God wants to bring peace into the storms of our life. Do you believe that? I do. He doesn't want us to live in fear or or losing our hope. When the storm rages around us, we can find comfort knowing that we are not alone. The God of peace is in the boat with us. We are not alone. We are not facing the storm alone. He is with us and he is for us. If we will call on him, we never expect to see him in the storm, but he's in the storm because that's when he does his finest work. Can you relate to that? That's when he does his finest work in the storm. For it is in the storms that he has our keenest attention. I cannot help but look at this pandemic and say, Lord, you got my attention. Because we are in a storm. But even while we are in the storm, guess who's in here with us? Christ himself. Christ himself. We're familiar with the text that most of us have read: Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Ah, Christ is talking to the disciples and saying, peace I leave with you. What better news than have peace from Christ himself? I mean, I'm sure if Jesus was here today, he would say, you want peace? You want peace, Nancy? Okay, you want peace, brother? You better believe it. And he starts handing out peace to those around him because no greater joy than to give peace to his children. Do you think this is what it looked like? Not really. Not really. Because, see, this, this in my own human capacity is all that I can do to give you peace. But peace isn't something, something tangible when it comes to Christ. Peace arrives to us through an equation. Something plus something equals peace. Peace is the result of something. Something. Peace is the result of a relationship. Peace is the result of an experience. Peace is the result of. And you're going to see today how peace came about in the life of a young man. In times like these, it is easy to let fear grip our hearts, fear of sickness fear of lack, fear of the unknown. But when the fear and anxiety try to plague our every thought, we can remember this one important truth. What is it? God is with us. How many times have you had to come to that point of understanding during this pandemic? God is with us we are not alone he is in charge he knows what he's doing he has a plan but we forget that we get attacked we get distracted we get bombarded just like the illustration here with the cups the world will try to break into our lives to distract us from taking our eyes off of Christ but even in the storm Christ is with us he is for us he loves us and he invites us to enter into his rest ah rest we all need that don't we when you look at that word rest I just can't help but feel of going to Matthew 11 I'm going to take this from the voice translation because the way that they describe it makes it very personal Come to me, all who are weary and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Put your yoke upon your shoulders. It might appear heavy first, but it is perfectly fitted to your curves. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. When you are yoked to me, your weary souls will find rest. For your yoke is easy, and my burdens are light. It's not burdensome to take on the yoke of Christ. Not how we perceive it to be. We carry a things upon our shoulders, and my goodness, we have been dumped on our shoulders these last almost two years. And sometimes you feel overwhelmed. Sometimes you feel like, I can't continue to go forward. A lot of things have arisen, I mean, for even my own self that I never thought possible. Something has happened within our world. Something has happened within our church. Something has happened within our families. But still, those are storms. And who's in those storms with us? Christ is. Because we are not alone. Paul writes these words. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 7. Listen to this. This is not a peace from God. Our Father gives us the very peace of God. It's not a peace from the basket. It's a peace of God that he gives to us. We should be upset for what's going on, but we aren't. I have heard many times when people come to the point of realization that God is with them in the storm. They say, if this were to happen to me maybe a year ago, six months ago, I would be beside myself. But right now, they're going through a walk with Christ in the storm, and they say, I'm at peace. God's with me. Normally, I would get upset The peace of God transcends all logic. This kind of peace is not a human achievement. Herefore, therefore, I cannot give you peace. As humans, we cannot give peace to others. It is a gift from above, a perfect gift for the perfect storm. And believe you me, in this world that we live, there are many Storms. I'm going to ask a young man to come up and be with me this morning. Where are you, Darren? See, you get to take your mask off when you do this, so it does have some perks. I believe all of you may know Darren, some of you may not, some of you may be watching online, so Darren, give us a little snapshot of who you are.
9: Well, I've, uh, I have a wonderful family. Um, my wife, Lonnie, um, loving wife, and she's a great inspiration, and has a strong faith, and, and three wonderful kids. Nolan... Alicia and Lucas, and, and I was baptized here in this church about 14 years ago, um, and next, uh, next June, it'll be our 20th wedding anniversary.
8: Oh. <laughs> I came prepared.
9: Oh, good thinking, good thinking. <laughs> I got your back.
8: Yeah, It's okay, brother. It's okay. Emotions are part of the things that God created us with. Because I'm going to ask you something. 20 months ago, something happened to you in your life. What may that be?
9: Well, first of all, I want to thank everybody for the... Um, their prayers, and encouragement, and support. <laughs> it's meant lot, a lot to us. And, and just know that it, it, it's had a great impact. What happened 20 months ago? Um, Got a diagnosis of cancer. Mesoth- got a diagnosis of cancer twenty months ago, mesothelioma, and it's basically a cancer of the abdomen. Um, prognosis wasn't very good. Um,
8: so, what? So, what did the medical profession, the doctors, share, Did they give you any hope?
9: Uh, They said, well, you have six months if you don't start chemo. And we're not really sure after that, so you need to start chemo right away. I,
8: I remember the day that this news was given to them. And I stand to you in front of you this morning, a blessed man, because I received a phone call from this family. I went to their home. They shared with me the news. We prayed, we cried, we hugged. But we knew exactly that they were not in the storm alone. Darren knew it. Lonnie knew it. The kids even knew it. And I think at that point right there when Darren allowed me and gave me permission to journey with him, these last 20 months, I had no idea where we're going to go. But boy, have I been blessed by journeying with this young man. So, what decision did you choose at that point to do?
9: Uh, well, it was a shocker. And so we just prayed. And um, actually, it was um, Len and Ruth, they had a niece that was mm, going through cancer treatment in Seattle. And. And she said it was it was working for her, and it was it was a low dose chemotherapy, so she could get it every week and it was a little more tolerable and so we felt like the Lord was leading us there, and we met with the doctor and we and we had a good feeling about it so. And then we started to go on, go to Seattle every week, made the trip, and
8: um, yeah. how long did that treatment last? Um,
9: so that was two rounds, about seven or eight months. Seven
8: and eight months that you had to go to to Seattle.
9: Yeah, I skipped a bunch of treatments, but in between. <laughs> I know that I Bonnie looked it. at her
8: herself because she took you over and that was a time that you guys could be together. And I'm sure that helped you as well as a couple going through some difficult yeah. times. But I know for us as we would meet weekly and come together, my desire for him was not to focus on the here and the now. Because where is our citizenship? It's in heaven. This young man needed to know where his citizenship was. He needs to know that there's a kingdom out there that God has for him. And so we read and we studied. We did a lot of praying. We did a lot of talking. And one of the things that we discovered in our discussions was a verse found in Matthew 19. Come unto me like little children, for these will be like the kingdom of heaven. Have you read that text? Darren read it. But there was something about that text that asked the question, what is it that the children have that God wants me to have? Remember that? Yeah. Remember asking the question, putting you into the spot of the father with your children and the things that you had to deal with with your kids? And the faith and the belief and the trust that they had to have in you. We came up with this one picture that I've used it before. I believe it's a picture that pretty much says it all in one nugget. That's Darren. That's you. That's me. Once you had that picture in your mind, what did that do for
9: you? It, It filled me with a sense of peace, and I knew that everything was taken care of. And and just uh, like you say, tw- twenty years, twenty months ago, everything started. The, the journey began. It it took off, and I started to know God for real. Okay. He became real. I would
8: text him when he'd go in Seattle. I say, "Are you holding Daddy's hand? Are you holding Daddy's hand?"
9: You know, I'm squeezing the blood out of it. <laughs>
8: But he also realized, too, that he was a witness himself. Because aren't we all witnesses? We're walking billboards. People can see Christ in us in our decisions. Even in the storms, we can witness to people. People in Seattle were seeing this young man coming over there. And at that time, you were a lot weaker. You were a lot thinner. You had some difficulties, but yet you were being carried through it by God's grace.
9: Yeah. After- after those two months, the, the, body was, um, the body was weak, the body was going down, but my spiritual strength was growing through it all. So what, what was driving that
8: spiritual journey for you? Something was taking place with you. And you know, you folks know yeah. me. <laughs> I used props. I bombarded this with young man with more pages and papers and visuals and items you would never believe. In fact, he even has a rock himself. (laughs) Because that was the whole essence of making God real, right? Right. He needed to make God as real as the rock that he carried in his pocket. The rock that I carry. Maybe you need to go out and get a rock. Because God has to be real. It can't be a story found in the scriptures. It can't be a book that talks about it. He has to be real. And then all of a sudden, something happened to where you were starting to experience him.
9: Right. And so once the cancer, or once I finished the chemo, I was getting a little bit stronger. And then I was asking myself, where do, "Where do I go from here? What do I do?" And and then I sent you a text. I said, "We got to talk." Mm-hmm. And after that, God really started moving, and I had a I could see a different perspective, and I could see there was. Purpose. It's not just about right now. It's about the kingdom. And and he's given me a purpose and a plan. And that plan is loving him <laughs> and loving others. And we talked about that. And so I just get down on my knees every morning and thank him for life. And and he's the one that's holding me up. And then if I can just love others and and be intentional. I have to be intentional. There's not a lot of time left. Well, the doctors say, you know, it's ticking away pretty quick right now. But I have to be intentional. I have to make memories and and have quality time. And and now that I'm getting stronger, I you know, maybe I can turn that into service to others, too. And he's just going to keep going and keep moving. And we're just going to keep moving into the next chapter. But when you mentioned experience, not long after I met with you, um, I was just preparing a meal in the kitchen, and all of a sudden he rained down on me, and I was weeping and sobbing, and and that had been going on before, but this was different. And if I had to put it into words, I would say it was he was just telling me that. I'm with you. And you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to try and figure this out or look at alternative medicine or anything. I've got your back. And then really? I think it was that was a big turning point for me. He and tec- from then on he texted me those were
8: very words that he shared with you. Where he was kind of a piece of jello in the kitchen in
9: tears. Yeah.
8: But yet to you, you're saying that God was telling you, I'm with you, I got your back, I'm That's there, right. you to work.
9: Just hold my hand.
8: Just hold my hand. I'll tell you, I was in tears rejoicing about the fact that he came to the recognition that God is there. He walks with each one of us. And he's becoming real to this young man. He's I, I see such a transformation within Darren these last 20 months. It's mind-boggling to see how the Lord works, of such courage and desire, not just to go through this process, but he's sitting there saying, "Friend, how can I be of service to others? How can I be a, a witness to others? How can the Lord use me? I think sometimes when we get in the storm, sometimes when we get down, sometimes when we get overwhelmed, we don't even think that God can use me. Not Darren. God worked with him. I think the pandemic may have been your friend in some sense because it isolated you from making contact to people. But when your immune system was pretty low, that was a blessing. You didn't need to have people come to visit you.
9: No, I really wasn't even up visiting <laughs> <laughs> at all. But
8: yet, look at what you experienced with that time that you were at home with your best friend Jesus and becoming to get to know him and walk with him.
9: I would have never chosen that route, but he knew what was best, and I'm coming to realize that. He shared with you
8: some words I think that are important because I know for myself as I sat down with him, one day I asked this question to him. Darren, here's a piece of paper, my friend. Here you and I are. And I go, what is my lifespan? Well, let's see, my dad lived to be 94. Maybe he got some good genes in me. I'll give me 25 more years. Boom. Darren, how many years do you got? We can only make a little bump. A little bump. At least that's the counsel and and the wisdom from the medical field. But I strongly believe, folks, as long as there's breath in this man's lungs, God can do anything. He's already a walking miracle, in my opinion. God has a plan. But yet, at that point, when we saw the comparison between my life and his, I'm going, wow. So we focused on you (laughs) and the words intentional, perspective, memories, love the family, do things, go packing, go go camping, go wherever you can as a family. And you did that. You have done that. Have you made good memories?
9: We have, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Took a trip to Hawaii. Lots of great memories there.
8: Went to Florida? Um,
9: went to Florida, yeah. You've been camping? Yeah, yes, we've been camping. Okay. Yes.
8: See, that's, that's when we have to get to the point of saying, I can't take life for granted anymore. And guess what, folks? I heard the counsel for me. <laughs> the very same thing. I think I got 25 years, so... I'll just take my time. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll plan it tomorrow. One thing I told Darren, I said, Darren, I do not want you to get to the point of your life that you may come to the end and have regrets. No regrets for you, brother. I don't want no regrets. But in order for that to happen, he had to be intentional. But just think about it. How many times have you come across people who come to the end of their life and they look back and they have regrets? I wish I would have done this then. I wish I would have made contact with my children back then. I wish I would have, I wish I would have, because regrets bring it to the surface of things that we should have done. He's helped me see that. I don't want regrets for him. I don't want regrets for me. I don't want regrets for you. Because you know what? We do not know what tomorrow holds. I'm sorry. Reality, I may get hit by a car. Don't laugh. You can put here, but you know, and we don't, do we? We don't. He has brought to my life things that desperately are necessary for me to see. And I owe you a great deal of thanks because of that. Is the journey over for you?
9: No, it just started. (laughs) (laughs) It's just started, isn't it?
8: So, Darren, I want to ask you one, one question here as we come to the end. Do you have peace?
9: I do. I do. I do have peace. And like you said, mentioned earlier, it's just been the result of this experience. It's the result of the relationship and everything that's that's happened. And and I don't know how it works. It's just, when I get in that infusion chair, I had peace. You just gave it to me when I needed it. I didn't even ask for it.
8: Two things before we leave here this morning. I know that you meet with gentlemen on Wednesday nights, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. That we yeah, have a Wednesdays. kind of a group of men that come together, and they've been a great support for Sean, but for Sean and you and Bob and Tom. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's powerful. And you share with me many good moments from those times. But something mm-hmm. arose in those dinners that even was shared to me by one of the men. Do you recall that moment, what you said?
9: Something along the lines of, you know, the cancer was a good thing. It was a positive experience, and I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, cancer, good thing, but he used it for something greater. I think you for a transformation. The
8: saying, "I'm glad I have cancer."
9: Yeah, that's hard to say. I'm grateful for the opportunity, though. I know it's. I have to say that through all of this, but it's true. God's perspective at ours is so different. We need to see through God's eyes.
8: As he sees what's transpiring with this young man within the lives of each one of you, it can be a, a blessing and a joy and a journey. But we can see hardships and pain and suffering. You also made a comment too. Because we prayed, we prayed diligently, Lord, if it is your will, may this young man be healed. May he be healed now because he's going to be a testimony for you that's going to give you glory and praise. I just know it. But yet, Darren himself said that even in the early part of his journey, he prayed for healing. And what was it that you shared to me as far as what if he did?
0: mm
9: if he had just healed me when I wanted him to, I wouldn't have experienced it. I wouldn't have had this experience. I'm glad he didn't heal me because he knew better. (laughs) Can we
8: say amen to that? He knew better. Sometimes we take it upon ourselves that we know what's best for us. But in all actuality, God is saying, son, I love you. I'm with you. I got your back. I got great things for you. I got great things for you, 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 and you. Just be patient with me. I know what I'm doing. And he did. And for him to sit there come to the realization, if he would have healed me back then after a month, he would have said, Fred, I would never have experienced all of this that I've experienced now. The world would say, but you were healed. Ah, That's not what it's all about, is it? It's about the relationship. It's about the joy. It's about the experience that you have with God and with Christ as you journey and you walk with him and you make him real. Because, yes, it can take you to your knees on the kitchen floor in tears, but in the process, praise God, you can rejoice. Because God is there. God is there. Okay, before I let you off the stage what's one thing that you could share with your church family here and those who are watching online that you can counsel and share with them that they can take away today from what you've experienced
9: well I would just say that um, if uh, if he can make a positive experience out of this whole mess that has been dumped on me. If he can do that for me, he can do it for you. And I and I know he will, and I know I know he'll do it. And he can, he'll bring light into the darkness.
8: You seem pretty positive. Are you sure? I I am. Are you? I am. You are confident,
9: my friend. I, yeah, I am. Yes, you are.
8: Just like Ruth said earlier, these kids are confident.
9: Yeah, and Ruth, you can sign me up for two, where are you? Yeah, there you are, okay. Just pick a day, I'll be there, (laughs) all right?
8: Okay, I know that the journey's not over. God has great things for him in store. But he's willing to take it one day at a time. Came across the quote that, read something that I thought, well, that's, that's Darren. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. That's Darren. That's you. That's me. May we not forget what he shared with us. Maybe we ponder on this. Maybe we mull over this. Maybe we realize that this input that he gives to us is of value to us. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But yet we can also experience him in a way that he wants us to make him real and, and bring it to the point, to the core, it's all about relationship, relationship, relationship. Doctrines have its place. <laughs> But if you don't have a relationship, it's for naught. Okay, brother, I love you. The church loves you. I think one thing that kept this man busy. Was his son Lucas, Mm -hmm. the ever-ready battery? (laughs) I said, Darren, just focus on him, (laughs) because that little guy seems to never stop. But yet, he's got a lot of love, and he's there for his daddy. Just want to recap a little thing here. My experience with Darren has come to the realization that he himself has enjoyed the journey, that we enjoy the journey as you move towards the destination. Heaven is our destination. The kingdom is our destination. We long for Christ's coming. But let us not forget the journey. Because it's in the journey... That we stop and smell the roses. It's in the journey, even the hardship, that God is with us. It's in the journey that there are lessons to be learned. I know in my life that I've shared with you, that's how it has come for me. It may have come for you, but if you out there have not experienced that, don't fight the storms. The storms can be a blessing because it's in the journey. I saw within this young man the equation of God that I call it. I preached upon him not too long ago. But in reality, he himself has come to the point that we need to know God, trust in God, surrender to God, and have peace from God. There's the equation. There's the equation. You want peace? There it is. We have a part to play in it. Yes, God loves for us to have it. He wants for us to have it. But we have a part to play in this journey with him. But boy, once you get to know him, once you get to understand him and trust him and completely say, I can surrender to you. Why? Because I trust you. You can't surrender to somebody you don't know. You can't surrender to somebody that you don't trust. They're all woven together like a puzzle. And then the words that I use many times with him Darren, be intentional, be intentional, be intentional. Put it on the mirror in your bathroom. Because as a doctor, who I'm not, but if I was, I said, Here's a prescription I want to give to you, and that is do this as many times as you can throughout the day. Rejoice always, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's an attitude. It's an attitude. Because he, he knows he had the relationship. He knows the Savior. He That's his friend. He knows whose hand that he is holding. But may the world not distract you so much that you lose grip, that you lose focus, that you realize that even through you all, even through a... I need to rejoice I need to give thanks I need to pray I want to leave you with this we are not alone amen we are not alone You may find yourself in an empty room, an empty field, an empty store, an empty office. But you are not alone. When the storm rages, he offers us peace and refuge in the midst of it. He promises hope and strength to those who turn to him what is God saying in this crisis Mm, that's a good point what is God saying in this crisis what is God saying in what we are going through as a church as a culture as a community as a nation what is God saying we need to look for it it's present it's there it's there We just need to look for it. We need to be intentional that, yes, he's in charge, not me. So, therefore, I need to look for it. Because, see, he gives us promises just like the promise found in Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and will surely help you. I believe my brother Darren has come to that understanding so when he goes to sleep at night and lays his head on his pedal pedal, he can hear the words of the song it is well with my soul why? because he's at peace He's at peace. That's my desire for me. That's my desire for you. That's my desire for this world. Let's get to know God and make him real and experience this peace that he gives to us. Even through the struggles of the storms, he is there with us. And he will give us peace that passes all understanding. have moved today. You have moved in a mighty way to show us that you are a God of unconditional love. You are a God who's full of promises that we can claim, that we can trust, and that we can believe. You are a God who is real, who wants us to experience you the same way that Darren has, same way that Charlie has, the same way this church has. But if you haven't, please... Please realize that that is his desire for you. Talk to me, talk to Pastor Serge, talk to anyone here because it is so important for us to come to the point of needing that person or that individual but also too for Christ to walk with us on our journey. We cannot do it alone nor should we. Thank you for the words that Darren shared. May those words permeate throughout the days as you ponder upon them. May this moment be a moment that will be treasured. Because we saw God at work here today. This young man is a walking miracle, but yet he still has something in store for him as long as he breathes, and I know that. So as you leave here today, may you remember what transpired. May you be transformed. May you experience him in a mighty way this coming week. Because then also, too, each one of us can can come to realize it is well with our soul because Christ is there. And he gives us peace. In your loving son's name we pray and thank you. Amen.
9: Amen.
8: Hey, buddy.